What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Now, this episode is going to jump around to a bunch of different things going on in the esports world. A bunch of different topics. We're going to talk about a little bit of Call of Duty. We're going to talk about Realm Royale, uh, some streamer stuff. There's a lot to get to, but there's not much to say on every single topic. So, you know, I'm kind of going to breeze through this podcast a little bit just to answer some of the emails that I got and questions that you guys had and, and you wanted to hear my thoughts on certain situations. Uh, first off, if you're new to the podcast, I appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you guys follow the podcast on whatever platform you guys are on. Our, our biggest platforms are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I greatly appreciate the reviews over there. We've been doing absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I'm t- kind of like a broken record talking about it, but I never expected when I started this podcast to have it blow up like it did and have the numbers that we have today in just a year and a half. You know, when I started podcasting, it really wasn't a quote unquote mainstream thing to do. It wasn't a popular thing to do. And then after a couple of months, it, it, it almost seemed like everyone was trying to start a podcast, which is awesome. I mean, podcasting is amazing. The way, the way that I deem podcasting is almost like, you know, back in the day before we all had Twitter and social media and, and media in general, everyone ha- used to write in a diary or a journal a podcast is where you can go and openly just talk about things, have your feelings be known, your your thoughts on topics. It's a very good outlet for people who have, are very opinionated. So, I mean, I love seeing people start a podcast, but uh, it, it's you know just as hard to grow a podcast as it is to grow a stream, in my opinion. It's also two different worlds too. You know, you're not going to get people from your podcast to go listen to your stream, and you're not going to get everybody from your your stream to go listen to your podcast. It's like it's it's a totally different type of content creation. So I I greatly appreciate you guys supporting me over the last year year and a half. You know, coming up on two years, almost, you know, almost 150 episodes. It's 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 awesome. We're at like we're at 56,000 total plays. Which between how many episodes we have, that's that's an average of about 390 listens per episode. Obviously, some have more than others. You know, it's all spread out. Uh, but. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. It's, it's incredible to me to, to see that. I greatly appreciate you guys sharing it with your friends and all that, but I'm not going to spend too long on that. Um, first things first, uh, last week we had another PTS for Realm Royale. There's not much to talk about. It was kind of the same thing that we played the week before, uh, but I did want to talk about with the PTS. Uh, nothing really changed. There were some skins that were in the game. Uh, that weren't in the other PTS, like an OG pack, or, or you know, I think their free packs are going to give out when the game officially launches. But I wanted to talk about the the community uh, of Realm Royale. It's just so funny that I literally tweeted out like two weeks before the PTS last, or two weeks ago, uh, Realm Royale has always had the best and will always have the best community ever. And I really, truly, honestly believe that. And sure, and then all of a sudden, like a week later, we get a PTS with all these updates and everyone's loving it. And you see people playing the game... You see people playing the game that are the same people who totally, I'm trying to make sure I choose my words right, totally wrote it off, said they would never come back. Even if they updated the game, they would never trust them again. Um, you're seeing a, a, a changing in people, like people who said they'll never play it again unless Hi-Rez sells it, which was the most popular one I think I heard from multiple people. Um, there's there's people that were like, I don't care what they do, they screwed us. I don't trust them. It's like I don't blame anyone for having these feelings. I mean, I played it for a little bit after the high res expo in 2019, and then moved over into Paladins and barely played Realm again because uh, the servers were so bad. And I I told this story on uh, somebody's stream not long ago. They had me on their show. Uh, Swarmy Tank had me on their show. 
they were doing like a Realm Royale reforged radio and they wanted my thoughts on it. And he, he kind of, kind of called me out and saying I was negative towards it. And it wasn't so much that I was negative towards Realm Royale. And my, my, and my whole feeling towards high res was never about Realm Royale. It had to do with Paladins. You know, my, my two, I've talked about it. My, my two issues was with two people from evil Mojo who are no longer there anyways. Um, it, it, it never had anything to do with Realm Royale. I, I did have an issue with the higher ups. I, I felt like they didn't really care about Realm Royale. They're the ones that pulled the plug way prematurely. And we still had a big community when they pulled the plug on it. And they were just like, nope, we're going to move over to, over here to Rogue Company. And yeah, it, it was it, it was pretty bad. Uh, really bad timing, too. So I was upset about that, but I never said I would never play it again. I mean, you guys see me stream it every once in a while, every couple of months. I mean, though obviously the breaks got longer because there was nothing new in the game. But the reason why I was never like, ooh, raw, and, and it's going to be great again and all this other stuff is because I did that already. I did that with Rogue Company. And, and I honestly enjoyed Rogue Company in the pre-alpha, not, not even close. It was game tech. We were game testing Rogue Company. And we were giving our feedback to all the developers. And I was enjoying it. I was enjoying game testing. I thought Rogue Company was a fun game. It was a, it was a good third-person shooter. I, you know, But anyone that was game testing that game could tell you it was not ready to be released. It, was, it had bugs in it. It had all these other issues in it. And they released it without even telling the game testers. They just released it. Literally, they just popped up on Discord and said, the game is live, you know. And and the problem was I, I was telling everybody, give it a chance. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I started streaming it, and I was enjoying it. I was hitting some nasty clips. Uh, we kind of got a lot of the people that were part of the community got drowned out because high res decided to go the smarter route and do drops and pay the bigger streamers to show off their game. The problem was during a sponsored stream, these streamers are not going to give you their exact thoughts on the game. They're not going to be honest and crucial with what they actually think. So you're thinking you had this great game and it was not ready to be released. And then here I am looking like a moron. Uh, because I built this game up for the last few months telling everyone to try it and I was still streaming it and then I was dealing with the issues uh, that was in the game and it was hard for me to hide my feelings about it. You know, you it's almost like the same reaction everybody else had like you guys ditch Realm Royale for this and yeah, I let the sour taste in my mouth, but I still loved Realm Royale. I still love the devs on the team. I still loved um, the game in general. Just the servers were bad. It was it was a little glitchy. We had some bugs that, that weren't being worked on. So there was, you know, it was time to move on at the time. I never said I would never come back. Uh, and even though I did hear they were doing some things to the game and I did hear this and that from certain different people, uh, I wasn't going to sit there like all the other streamers and tell you it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's coming back. It's going to be amazing. Uh, wait for them to show their hand and show what they've been working on, you know? So I'm not going to get too far in, into Realm Royale. We can talk about that forever. I'm sure we'll talk about it some more once it's actually released. But the PTS went great. We had a lot of players on there, a lot of customs, a lot of fun. I did one of my longest streams I've done in a long time, about eight hours long. And obviously, it doesn't sound long to many other streamers. But the way I've been gaming and what I've had going on in life, like my streams are only like three hours, maybe four hours. And all I looked up, I was like, holy crap, we've been online for seven hours? Like... Yeah, you know, I, I it just it was like the you know, the good old days. I was having fun. I was enjoying what I was doing. I didn't care about you know chat going crazy. I didn't care about you know subs and bits or anything like that. I was just having fun. I was I was enjoying streaming and making content for it. So I look forward to them dropping that game. And then 
the thing the things we're gonna talk about in the future. So uh that's it about Realm Royale. So there's one subject you guys sent me, and this is a very short one, kinda kinda dumb. Uh if you guys ever seen the streamer uh Greek God. Now Greek God is a controversial streamer. Uh Greek God is someone that's been around for a long, long, long time. Um, if you don't know who he is, he used to be really big, really overweight, and he lost a lot of weight. Uh, he, he was, he, you know, he streams video games, but at the same time, he, uh, does a lot of fitness streams and like walking or running streams, like IRL streams. Um, and this guy recently has become, what's the, what's the, okay, so hang on, I gotta think right now before I say this wrong. So one side of the aisle's woke and one side's based, and I believe is what it is now. Um, he's been trolling a lot on social media, um, like, you know, with the whole, uh, you know, COVID, monkeypox, and all this other stuff. Um, it was one, it was one of those things where, you know, he, he, uh, he just, his Twitter, if you read, if you read his Twitter, uh, post, he posts a lot of outrageous stuff, you know, just trying to get clicks out of people and being controversial, which whatever, man, you do you. But there was one video that came out, which everyone was asking my opinion on, especially because I have, I have Asian children and Asian wife, which is I think is hilarious. Everyone first thought about me. Um, but if you've, yeah, I'm gonna play this video for you now. Obviously, when you hear it, it's gonna sound, in my opinion, bad. But I'll give you the context in a second. So this is him walking down the street, and then he starts making weird noises. I'll, I'll play this for you here. Now, obviously, the first thing that you hear, you're you're thinking that he is making fun of, um, he's making fun of a Chinese family. So, lo and behold, Jake Lucky, who's been under a lot of fire lately, Jake Lucky posted the first off posted the. Original video now here. Here's my thing. I, I've had an issue with Jake lucky recently. Okay, and I, I Everyone knows my thoughts on cancel culture. Everyone knows my thoughts on that entire thing Jake lucky's been on a Weird little cancel culture thing lately with every little streamer every every everybody that does something wrong he's the first one to put him on blast and all, you know without actually saying it basically saying cancel this guy now he posted it about Greek God in the first place. They said Greek God has been banned on Twitch shortly following this clip of him mocking an Asian family. Well, he obviously knew, noticed that he was wrong, and he deleted that tweet and then reposted it where it says Greek God has been banned on Twitch just hours after this clip surfaced. Why did you change it from mocking an Asian family? Well, there's two reasons. Number one, when you watch the video of the of the of the, um, the wife or not wife of mother and daughter um as he's walking by them they are not asian they're not chinese they're not korean they're not japanese they're not they're, they're, you know you can tell that they are they are not asian greek god actually says that they are greek um and now in the other number two the reason is if you've ever watched greek god in the past and now i've never really watched it. i've seen clips of him and stuff like that i never actually sat down and watched him um he he does these like walking streams or jogging streams, whatever. Those weird noises that he's making, he makes them all the time, regardless if someone's around him or not. Um, you know, 
granted, like obviously hearing the audio, you can hear what you want to hear. The fact of the matter is, he was literally, you know, if you see the video, he's literally walking and then just starts making these weird noises, and then he, you know, he, he does, he starts making like the whole, bleh, you know, noises. It's just so random, but that's just what he does. You know, it's like he just makes these random. He's, you know, like I showed it to someone it was hilarious. Is something wrong with this guy? I'm like, I don't know, but the guy just he does this stuff all the time. And I'm sorry if you know if anyone has ever watched him in the past or seen clips of him. It's a very common thing for him to do that without anyone around. And you can't say he's mocking them because they're Asian because they're not even Asian. When you see the video, you slow it down, you pause it. Someone even posted in the comments of Jake Lucky's um, Jake Lucky's uh, you know Twitter post. But the funniest comment I saw was Doctor Disrespect. This is such an old clip, if you see this clip of him. Um, this is how much internet culture has changed, because this this uh, this is from back when PUBG first came out, and Dr. Disrespect was streaming it, and, th and this is what he said. Sounds like I'm starting up a motorcycle. A Chinese motorcycle. Have you ever heard of a Chinese motorcycle, ladies and gentlemen? No, 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 no. Na 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 Jesus Christ, I don't even know how to say your name. Anunnaki22 donated $3. It's a great run, Doc. So many highlights. Don't let it get to you. No one else could pull that run off. Nobody. No one's athletic as me. Now, obviously, obviously, you know, I find it absolutely hilarious, but that's an old clip or no one ever cared. And then now, now all of a sudden you have this controversy with Greek God. And then, um, you know, there were, there was a lot of, there's a lot of comments, uh, under J. I think a lot of people are turning on, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people are starting to turn on Jake Lucky with the amount of accusations he makes against other streamers. Uh, kind of outlandish ones, especially without he he's doing what a mainstream media person would do, and literally just throwing stuff out there without double checking it first, and then deleting tweets when he says the wrong thing or gets backlash. And I don't, I don't, I'm I'm starting to get really irritated with that kind of stuff because you're you're going out and you're basically throwing this person's name under the bus and, and essentially your first tweet is calling him racist you're saying he's mocking an asian family when in the video itself you know it's not an asian family now obviously you know the sounds that he was making sound sounds i i can i, I can obviously hear it um sounds like he's speaking to an indian an asian accent or whatever but the fact of the matter is he was not and you know his channel right now is, is offline i think he's still appealing his suspension but you can go on YouTube and look up Greek God making weird noises. And there's there's a bunch of videos on there of him making the same noises over the years with no one around. So it's it's just, you know, in my opinion, it's kind of stupid. I don't think what he did was wrong. Now, obviously, if he was passing by an Asian market or and someone spoke to him and then he starts doing it back to them. Yeah, okay, I can understand people being upset. But he was not in an Asian in an Asian neighborhood. He was he was in a Greek neighborhood from what he was saying. And then when you start looking at the people around, it kind of looks like he was right. But again, the fact of the matter is he does this all the time. And it's not always in that voice. It could be you know a deeper voice or whatever. But I'm sorry, we need to stop labeling people as racist over every little thing. And you know, that's the route we're going with 
everything. Everything is racist. Everything is, you know, filled with bigotry and all this other stuff. It's like, you know, that kind of post right there with your large audience is what will, um, will, um, I don't know. It is just, I'm so tired of talking about it, man. So, uh, you know, getting off of that, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to get off that subject. It's just so, so stupid. Um, so Dr. Disrespect doubles down on his criticism of Call of Duty and Modern Warfare 2. Now, a lot of people have been asking me about Call of Duty. Obviously, I am a huge Call of Duty fanboy. I always have been. And, you know, I keep saying, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Now, I haven't played Vanguard at all. I honestly had no interest in Vanguard. I had no interest uh, in the new war zone, the new map. I don't feel like playing Rebirth. It's from Blackout. Rebirth Island first came out in Blackout. Um, so that's no, it's not a new map. It's not something new. We played it years ago. And then they took it and redid it for Warzone. Now, the, the the current game, I think the new map sucks. I think the Vanguard weapons suck. I think Vanguard multiplayer sucks. I It's very hard to find someone that actually tries to defend it. But there are people out there. If you're enjoying it, good for you. But ultimately, I, I think that it's just trash. I think it's absolute trash. I, I, I'm tired of this World War II theme that we've been doing all this time. Enough of it. Um, but Dr. Disrespect made a comment back in June of 2022 that says, I can take a screenshot right now, blows out anything from COD engine. Just wait until next month. So he's, he's talking about his game. Um, and then, uh, he's talking about his game that he's coming out with. And he also comments on Jake's, uh, post here. It says, would you knock it off? Sucky, lucky ducky. I'm trying to get invited to the Modern Warfare 2 live stream event, and these tweets won't get me in. <laughs> um, but his net, but basically, he tweeted out August 2nd in response to that. He has a screenshot of Modern Warfare 2. Uh, it says, Modern Warfare 2 with over 200 developers working on the game for years looks so good. I'm thoroughly impressed. I can't wait to play. Now, obviously, it was, it was obviously meant as in disrespect, as in... Um, it, it was taken as like this game looks like crap with 200, uh, 200 developers on it. Right. There's an article here. I'm going to talk about like what we know so far. Now we haven't seen the multiplayer yet. Uh, at the time of this recording, this podcast, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll talk about Modern warfare again, uh, in the near future when they start doing some multiplayer, uh, experience or like the experience, the multiplayer, they live stream and everything. But, uh, so this is an article is an article from uh, Games Radar. It's called Everything We Know So Far. And it says, aside from the leaks, we can't, uh, we haven't seen any Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer just yet. Expect for it to be similar to other COD titles with a nice variety of game modes. We'll likely get a classic mode like Deathmasters and Destroy, but may get gun game and a few new modes, including the rumored DMZ mode. Um, we know from our multiplayer preview conversation with Infinity Ward that Modern Warfare 2's PVP will be shaped by Warzone sandboxes. Uh, quote, we were really inspired by all this uh, systemic, crazy gameplay that came came out of that big sandbox, says multiplayer designer, uh, director Gregory Smith. That really pushed us to look at all the stuff we're making to give every, everything uh, inputs and outputs. And I hope uh, for these happy accidents of how they interact in the world. 
Expect more ways to traverse water, including swimming in new water-based vehicles that will allow for more map tra uh, traversal than ever before. We've always shielded away from water, says Jack O'Hara, game director. We've always been like, let's not do it because we can't do it to the quality we want. And this time around, it, uh, it was like enough's enough. We got to do it. There's also uh, new movement mechanics like uh, new ledge hang uh, that will let you fire your weapon while hanging off a ledge and the ability to dive forward uh, while running to get out of harm's way. Uh, you can also lean out of car windows to fire weapons and even mantle onto the roof. Uh, once we see actual Modern Warfare 2 ga uh, multiplayer gameplay, we'll update this accordingly, obviously. Um, now, my personal, my personal opinion on Call of Duty, uh, you know, I think Modern Warfare was good. I enjoyed multiplayer on Modern Warfare, the new one uh, from a couple of years ago, from 2020. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I think multiplayer was great. Uh, Warzone came out. I played the first season of it, and I was enjoying it, and then I stopped, and I was playing other things like Paladins and Valorant and stuff like that, and then came back to Warzone in like season three, I want to say it was. And I played that for a couple seasons. I really enjoyed Warzone. And then and then Cold War came out. Now, I really did enjoy Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War. I enjoyed the multiplayer, the maps, the movement, the guns. Uh, even the integration into Warzone, I, I, you know, I had fun with. I enjoyed. I really did. Um, but then Vanguard came out. I hated the beta. Hated the release, but still freaking bought it. I literally have like maybe a total of four hours on Vanguard. I just played it yesterday to try it out on multiplayer. I hate it. I can't stand it. I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. I don't, I don't like the movement. I don't like the guns. I don't like the maps. It, it, I'm, I don't like it. And obviously all that stuff is integrated into the, 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 the BR. I'm just not a fan of it. And it, it's, it, I'm not going to force myself to play something I don't like. So, you know, with Modern Warfare 2 coming out, and the things that we've heard so far, I have hope. I'm not going to say high hope. I have hope that with Modern Warfare 2, the original Modern Warfare 2 being one of your biggest games ever, you're going to try and pull all the stops and pull every, everything, out, everything out onto this release. I think they're going to do everything they can to get people back. Uh, there's the Root Warzone 2. They have, you know, multiplayer because Call of Duty has different uh, community members. You have your multiplayer guys. You have your BR guys. You have your search and destroy. You have your, you know, uh, competitive scene. You have your casual scene. There's so many different, you know, different players that play this game. You have to really watch what you're doing. And if you want to get these people back, um, it's, it's, uh, I just don't want them to screw it up, man. I really don't. I love being able to play a game that has multiplayer. If you don't feel like doing BR, you can play BR. If you don't feel like multiplayer, having so many different types of game modes, and if they're all running well and have a good player base, it, it makes the game that much more enjoyable. That's like with Realm Royale. I wish they would put uh, Team Deathmatch back in the game. Uh, we used to warm up in team deathmatch. You would go in there and you basically just as soon as you as soon as you die, you fall out of the sky and come right back in with your stuff. And it was a good little warm up, little nice little multiplayer. And then you jump into the BR. So it was it's something that Call of Duty really needs to focus on. They really need to make sure that this game goes good. 
also they've had a lot of issues with their launches the last like three titles where it's supposed to launch at midnight eastern time and the servers crash so hard now obviously it's one of the biggest player bases in all of video games so trying to try trying to launch on your servers with literally millions of people logging at the same time i understand right but they need to do something where they're prepared for that because there was one night me and my buddy i know he's gonna hear this we we literally stayed up for i think it was world war ii and we're up at midnight stayed up for until like three in the morning waiting for the service to go online they never came online until like nine nine o'clock in the morning so we took the day off of work uh to grind and couldn't even get on to the next day and even the next day where there was they were having issues so it's happened a couple times with a couple of the, even modern warfare was the same way i was literally streaming modern warfare i was stream i was streaming modern warfare and uh because the servers were so messed up we couldn't get logged in i was literally on stream playing the organ trail while we were waiting for the servers to come online i can't remember if cold war had that issue i think it did have an issue i just can't remember but you know they need to make sure their launch is pristine make sure the game is clean man and just you know i think they're only gonna come out with, with multiplayer first and then drop warzone 2 which i think is the best way to go about it Drop the multiplayer first, kind of force everybody to play it and try it, and then come out with Warzone 2 a about a month or two later. That's my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not a game designer. I'm not a game developer. I'm not a marketer. So that's just what I would like to see. So that way, everyone doesn't just screw screw the multiplayer, go straight to BR. Because I think BR is here to stay. I think BR, as much as people say they're tired of them, we, we all keep playing them. Because I'm personally kind of tired of BR. But yet here I am now playing Realm Royale again. Apex Legends. I'm looking forward to the new Warzone. Hopefully they don't mess that one up. But it's like, I think BR is you know, going to be here to stay, in my personal opinion. I don't I don't think people are really too into the single-player games anymore. Um, But with that being said, there's not much else to say on Call of Duty. There is, uh, you guys have, you guys keep asking me about iRacing. I made a comment about iRacing that I've been, I've been big into simulators uh, lately. And, you know, I have, I have an addiction right now to simulators. And people keep asking what iRacing is. And so, <laughs> so with that being said, with the whole BR thing, I've been playing things that aren't shooters. I've always been a shooter kind of guy, FPS gamer. Uh, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, all, all, you know, you name it. And uh, I tried iRacing a couple years ago. My buddy's a race car driver, and his one of his sponsors bought a simulator for him. Like a legit simulator, not the one I have. Um, and it's, called, it's on this uh, app called iRacing. You basically have to sign up for a yearly membership. And... This is not a regular video game. This is a simulator. It is the closest you can ever get to driving a race car, whether it's on dirt, on asphalt, oval tracks like NASCAR, road tracks, F1 cars. Uh, they, they have it all. And so I've always wanted, I've always wanted to get my own, right? Now, right now, I only have a stand that has my Logitech shifter, steering wheel, and, and pedals on it that you know, I have to use my gaming chair. I would like to invest in a actual simulating chair with the three monitors that go around it and all that fun stuff. Um, but so you guys were asking what the big deal is about it. So you, you, during COVID, which I think this is kind of weird, 
I get it. People are going to say, well, the pit crews and all this other stuff. But during COVID, they had this, they couldn't do NASCAR races, even though you guys are all alone in your own cars, right? Obviously, oh, well, the pit crews next to each other, you're all wearing helmets, bro. Like, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. So, um, all the NASCAR drivers um, switched over to iRacing for that rest of the season. They all did sim racing. And a lot of the NASCAR drivers said the same thing. This, this is the closest a normal person like myself can get to driving an actual race car. And, <laughs> and so it starts you off in rookie class, right? Now you have licenses for every, every single, every single, um, track. So you have a license for dirt oval, dirt road, asphalt road, and asphalt oval. And, they're all different categories and they're all different cars. And when you, so I, I officially hit class C of, I, I prefer oval racing. I'm not that good with the road racing yet. I'm class D and then I haven't even messed with dirt, man. I haven't even tried it. I tried one race on dirt and I was all over the place. I sucked and didn't even try anything else with it. So I've been sticking to asphalt. I prefer oval races. Now, People people keep asking me how legit is this game. Now, number one, you know, you could I don't know if you can even put it in automatic drive, which you know isn't how race cars are, they're all stick. Um, so you know, I know how to drive stick. I've never raced with a stick, but I know how to drive a regular car on the street with a stick. And you know, you have to race these cars with a stick. And I found out the hard way about entering turns, exiting turns. So let me give you an example. So when you go to, let's say you're on an oval track and you're on the straightaway and you go to enter, it's considered turn three. And then when you're halfway through the turn, it's, just, it's considered turn four as you come out of the turn. So most people know that you're going to let off the throttle going into turn three, and then you're going to hit the, hit the throttle coming out of turn four to kind of, it's called power, basically powering out. I learned the hard way that you cannot just slam the pedal down and go because you're going to chirp the tires and you're going so fast and you're going to, your back end is going to come flying out from behind you and you're going to go flying into the wall. It's not easy. It takes, a, it takes a while to get used to it. And I've got to the point now where class C takes this game pretty serious. I'm actually racing with people who actually are, they're younger, but they actually do race cars in real life. And they practice on these things because they actually go. I racing actually goes out out to all these race race tracks and completely scans the entire track. Every little crack and everything is in the game. The I mean, it takes them a while to perfect these tracks, but like every little bump, every little crack, everything is on is in this game. Um, you have to warm your tires up when you see the cars going left and right. They're warming their tires up so you have better grip around turns. If you don't warm your tires up, you're going to go slipping and sliding along the first turn. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a big learning curve. It's, it's not easy. People keep out. And then the reason I'm answering this is a lot of people ask me, have you even been streaming iRacing? I know you have it. Or I see you online or whatever. You know, it's, it's because I'm still learning. And it requires so much focus. It's hard to stream and have the lights in your face and try and look over at the chat and everything. So it's, it's extremely hard to 
multitask in this game because if you look up at chat for one second there's a car in front of you that slams on the brakes you're going to go fly to the back of him your race is over your i rating goes down and you could get kicked out of whatever class you're in and then on top of that i don't like ignoring chat so this has kind of been my game that i play by myself in the dark focusing um learning but if i start getting good enough i really would like to do like charity races and charity events on this thing because you can host races so uh it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun uh if you have the money to do so and want to spend you know 200 something dollars on the steering wheel pedals and gear shifter and then you have to buy the stand for 100 bucks um it's fun it is fun uh hit me up if you guys want to get on there i can get you guys a discount with with a with a code um but i will say one thing be prepared if you guys want to get into this thing it's expensive and and the reason it's it's expensive is not only you have to pay for a yearly membership it's easy to pay by year um you have to so when you first get in there in rookie class you're gonna have all the tracks and all the cars for rookie class but when you start moving up like when you hit class d there's gonna be tracks and cars you have to buy i mean and each car is it's a simulator these are legit cars that are are you know fully went over and run like these actual cars with the horsepower and everything um it's 11 dollars a car and then some of the tracks are like $12 a track. Uh, and there's a lot. So it can get pretty pricey if you really get into it. And the reason I got into it was because I the membership was 50% off. It's like 100 bucks a year. Now, here's, here's the thing. I don't mind it being expensive because you notice that the, that the people you're racing with are not trolls they're actually trying to race they're not trying to purposely spin you out they're they're not screwing around they're actually trying to play this game legit what it's meant meant to be uh so they're not you know just going and downloading a free racing game and crashing into everybody going the wrong way on the track like this is a legit race so it kind of keeps people like that out of the community and i really enjoy it. i mean these people get toxic man like uh there's you know there was a race i had last night in class c for whatever reason going into the first turn of the race somebody wanted to try and pass on the first turn and go three wide couldn't hold his line and he went down and crashed into one person literally you know luckily i got through there but like literally crashed out like 12 people already first turn of the race 12 people done your race is over done oh these guys were going at it the whole rest of the race because you, you, you can you can mute them if you want to but you can all talk to each other so let's say you're going too slow and you know the other guy's going to pass you. You can get on the mic and say, hey, man, go ahead. I'm going to go to the outside. Go ahead. Pass me on the inside. I'm going too slow. And you can let him by so you guys can communicate. Oh, these guys were arguing the whole rest of the time, calling each other names. They were getting so serious and into it. It was a lot of fun while I was still sitting there racing. I went up by like 10 spots because they were all out. And just hearing these guys, you know, go at it. They were watching the replay, blaming each other. It, oh, my gosh. It was toxic, but it was fun. It is a very fun community, very fun game, very fun uh, learning experience. You know, if you guys want to get on it again, hit me up. I'll get you guys the code uh, for iRacing uh, to get a discount. But, you know, it's, it takes a lot of patience. And I know you guys are, you know, again, a lot of you guys have been emailing me or DMing me on, on Twitter uh, asking about it. And I'm like, 
you know, I'm not ready to stream it yet. I streamed it one time. I, I felt like a moron the entire time. You know, everyone's passing me and I, I, I just felt, I felt really out of my element and I, I felt very uncomfortable. I felt very, very, very uncomfortable. So, uh, make sure you guys, uh, go, go, uh, check it out. I appreciate the, you know, you guys wanted me to stream it, but give me some time. Um, as for that, I don't think there's any other esports news that there's really newsworthy getting into. Obviously, we're all excited for we're all excited for um, uh, Realm Apex is coming up with a new season, new legend. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Now, uh, the uh, the one thing I can't talk about, I think, is hilarious. Um, Apex supposedly there was a movement, quote unquote, movement. <laughs> of no apex august i think that's what it was called no apex august i think was that was the uh protest that they were talking about um trying to i'm trying to look to see what it was. there is no apex august for the people wondering how is no apex august going here are some statistics on steam uh the only platform with public player data a week ago it was three hundred and thirty-six thousand people and this is a week later 343,000 people. So the number went up. And he said, I'm not signing with anyone here. I'm just giving numbers. <laughs> uh, so these boycotts really don't do much in a big game like this, man. Like, I don't really understand. I mean, I, again, I, if someone wants to come on here and argue with me about Apex, go right ahead. I don't understand why everyone's so upset with them. I don't understand why people are wanting to boycott them for whatever reason. But. I, I think Apex is a good spot. I enjoy it. I don't know how the new legend is going to play out. We can talk about it later. Uh, but I just, I don't, I don't see, I don't see how the game's really in a bad spot. I think it's fun. I don't think anything's overpowered. The ranking system is a little rough for people who kind of play rank casually, I would say. But for the most part, for the most part, um, it's pretty balanced. I mean, it keeps the people out of, it keeps the people out of uh, ranks they shouldn't be in. It demotes them back to where they should be. It's, in my opinion, not broken. It's not broken in my opinion, but there is things that, you know, could be fixed, but not enough to boycott the game. That's just my opinion, though. So. But anyways, guys, I'm gonna end it there. I appreciate you guys listening again. If there's any topic you ever want to hear me talk about. Uh, make sure you guys DM it to me on Twitter at Glock Nine Show or my other one Glock Nine. Um, I know this was a jump around episode, but these are a bunch of questions that people sent me, and if they are subjects that aren't going to make a whole episode out of it, I will throw them into an episode like this and kind of put them all together rather than trying to uh, drag out an, an hour or forty five minutes for one little topic that could take five or ten minutes to talk about. So. Uh, I appreciate all the DMs. I appreciate all the reviews on Spotify and Apple. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you're not following, make sure you follow this podcast on wherever you're listening to it on. Uh, but the, the best way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend. Um, make sure you tell your friends about it. If you hear an episode that, that you enjoyed from later on, you know, from earlier on, make sure you share it. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, I have some traveling coming up here pretty soon. So I'm, I'm hoping and praying that I can get some guests on here. I'm hoping that I can get some more episodes recorded uh, so I don't miss a week. But if I do, here is your warning. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm hoping I can have some scheduled episodes. So look forward to that. As always, guys, 
Stay safe. Stay blessed. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.